entering the DGTC. Are you ready for a deep dive? Important to most of the crap. Can't believe I said that. I've been doing this since 2008. What the fuck do I know? Strong hands is like kryptonite. Loading up elbow logos. Yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the DGDC, a united team of design professionals, creatively bound to bring unique inspiration and uncommon perspectives. You can email us listener questions or topic ideas to hello at dgdcpod.com or check out our website, dgdcpod.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at dgdcpod. Plus now you can join in on the conversation. We have a Facebook group. Just pop onto our website and hit the community tab at the top. Now, on with the show. All right, guys, we're back for a fun little episode here. Something I don't think we've dug deep into too much <laughs> when it comes to like uh, the process and the things that we want to share with you guys on how we do this particular thing. But it's all about the creative brief, right? Like, and w- what's so cool about this one was as we were doing a little research, I was realizing I don't know how a lot of many designers actually put the de- the creative brief together particularly a new client and a new project and Mm. what do you guys think like is is that kind of a new thing because it's like i think some creatives are surprised that we can do that or we do that you know yeah i well you know when we like creative brief is like it's just such an encompassing idea right and even if we funnel it down to like this idea of like that kickoff questionnaire right like yeah this is where you can start to i mean it can take a million different shapes and i think that's something that's changed from when i earlier on in my career where I was like, I have my template and I ask the same kind of things, copy and pasting mm-hmm. from the internet of like, okay, which adjectives are used? Circle these, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So like, where it is now where it's like, no, I want to, it's, it's the first one at least is like, I just want to know, you know, and we can get into this, but like, just find out who they are and set the expectation. Like yeah. that seems broad, but like, you know, before we even get into like what design might be or what kind of colors that you gravitate towards, like any of that shit I think comes way later, at least for oh, me yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm curious, like, again, like that idea of like kicking off the kind of project, like t- I have a number of briefs that usually get sent out for the questionnaires, you know, like th- that first one, right. The project is someone's like, Hey, how much for a logo? You know, yeah. then I'm like, okay, I got yeah. my like brief, my initial questionnaire to that, you know, maybe the, uh, the sort of the query, uh, mm-hmm. uh clients, but yeah. How about you guys? I, I brought this up because I think when I tell my students sometimes like, hey, you should be creating it like to the for the client's sake to hold their hand and bring them through the process. I think a lot of people go, oh, I didn't. I thought that came from the client. And I think when you think of ad agencies back in the day or even creative departments, they'd get a creative brief from the big client and then they dissect it and figure out and like it would be an answer like an RFP. Right. It would be an answer to the proposal. Like, here's our proposal. Mm hmm. But I'm really, what I love about what we're going to talk about today is the idea of us as smaller, single-owned design agencies and studios, how can we take a new client in and say, we got you, here's how we would kick off our project with you to ensure we're going to do the best possible work, and mm-hmm. what are those questions you've got to ask, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I-, I-, I like that, right? Because again... You, you Google it. I remember doing this all the time when I started off. Like, what are the top 10? What do you put on your design questionnaire? And it was always the same formula. I know. Some of those I still keep, right? But like yeah. a lot of the stuff, like I don't use at all anymore. Because th- that first one, it's it's like, I want to know about the client and the company and everything encompassing like that before we can yeah. even start about process. Like, 
are you, we going to be a good fit? And I think the question, there can be an opportunity to just like set up expectations a little bit. And also just for you to figure out like, is this something you want to take on? Um, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Have you ever obtained a first stab at a creative brief and then negated the project altogether? Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> it's, it I can mean, be it's a good ideal. assessment period that is oftentimes telling too. Yeah. Well, and sometimes again, that brief is like, maybe it takes me 30 minutes to write out some tailored questionnaires. If they're with an industry yeah. I'm not familiar with, or like they're looking for a rebrand versus a brand or whatever, like, and it might not even be a logo. Maybe it's like, packaging or maybe it's photography mm -hmm. or whatever you know it's like the questions are never going to be a one for one it's always going to be a little tailored yeah so it could be an opportunity for like yeah i'll spend 20 minutes making that but that might also like and keep me from investing too much time going too far into it and realizing it's not going to work or they don't have the budget or the time you know what i mean like set up those expectations i think immediately and that's mm -hmm. like the first one right like this is yeah. if someone just sends you like hey i'm looking for a a logo, a rebrand project, you know, it's like, what's the first thing you guys usually send back? Is it usually just like the questions, right? Like, let's talk yeah. about budgets and timeframes and, you know, and then get into like, you know, their industry and who they are and what they want, you know, the big picture stuff. Yeah. Like, it's always the why first, like, wh why mm -hmm. are we even talking? And, and I yeah. think, have you ever noticed too, sometimes asking that question to a new client, they might not have the most immediate answer to that question. And I think that that starts the whole tone that they're going to be like, whoa, I love that this designer is asking me questions I haven't thought about just yet. Mm -hmm. And I always feel like that's a confidence boost for me, right? Do you guys feel the same way? Oh, yeah, totally. Because they're like, for sure. And yeah. that should be the case. You should mm -hmm. know yeah. that your series of questions are distinct from anyone else's due to yeah. the expertise area. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's like, you know, when, when setting up expectations, I mean, less of like the process, more like, Hey, I want them to feel I'm invested or like I, you know, come with a lot of experience and I can be the person that they want to give me money to help them. Right. Like mm -hmm. yeah. you put yourself in that position, I think quickly with the questions you ask. So they're not these blanket overall, Hey, you know, circle these adjectives or like, you know, these like things that maybe not are tailored directly to them. If you can kind of round it into like more common ground questions just feel, you know, give that sense of empathy and also expertise, I think is huge, mm -hmm. right? Like, let's talk about the inspiration, you know, or like, I think every good brand should like be changing the world or like making a better place. That sounds insane, but like every brand can do it. It's just about like, yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a brewery that does this style. Fine. That's done a million times, but like, let's try to dive in and like figure out where your point of view is or your like distinction is. That's always the best. And I think you can lead into that too, because I think the why at the very beginning might tap into that just a little bit, you know, is what is their competitive edge? What are they doing differently than anybody else is doing? Mm -hmm. And um, I, I love like, sometimes I've gotten really great answers from that first question about the why, why are we doing this? Why are we even talking? Mm -hmm. I think that that's such an open-ended question to start with. And then obviously, as we go through this, you get a little more a little more specific into the questions, but have you gotten any like really good responses from clients in the past when you just said like, why are we doing this? That kind of maybe even surprised you or you went like, Ooh, that in your back of your mind, you're like, that's a new one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I, I love to be caught off guard a little bit with some of those, you know, qu questions that you don't necessarily anticipate at the forefront. It can be encouraging. Mm -hmm. You know um, what challenge is ahead. You know, what challenge is really ahead with that. That's right. And then there are those people, I have to say this, that just, <laughs> want to be able to talk the talk immediately they feel 
intimidated with this area of expertise and they just blabber and they're using the lingo, but they're not using the lingo in the appropriate way. But at first, (laughs) at the first scope meeting or um, like meet and greet meeting, I'll be damned if I call that out. I'm not going to call that out that early in the, in the established relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, but there's some personalities that just want to be able to showcase that they know the area, they know the, the vertical, the market, what, um, parallel paths, all of that, all of that. (laughs) It's like they have the marketing lingo trend, uh, report in front of them as they're on the call. Cause they're like, we're talking to a creative. Let's, yeah. let's make sure we, uh, <sighs> we get that. Yeah. Which is like such a shame, right? Like I, I, I think like the best response are always ones are like, Oh shit, you have a strong point of view. Like you're uninhabited. Uh-huh. You're like you're unhindered of like, this is what is either wrong or like, there's a problem and you're there to fix it. If like they have some semblance of an idea, I, that's my, that's like my, my, my friend. And that, that's where I'm going to spend the most time. Right. Like 54 was a good one where he's like, I think beer is getting out of hand. And like, I would just want to like bring things back. The problem is beer is too serious. And I want to like create a sort of directional compass where that isn't the case. Mm. Beer should not be this fundamentally Mm. cutting against the grain of where the market was heading. Right. Where everyone's focusing around beer and we're talking like sensory seminars and like everything was just about beer. And he's like, no, no, no. Beer is like, you bring it to the camping trip. You have it there. It's a tool, but it's not like this idea of focus. And that was like, we kicked off running, you know, like that was it for me. Yeah. That's all I needed. Yeah. Yeah. That's I lo- cool. I, do you guys, uh, before we get deeper into some of these questions too, mm-hmm. do you guys prefer having the conversation of the question and answer with them live or sending them a questionnaire? Cause that before we even get Ahead further, of time. yeah, I think it's like, how, what are your preferences and, and, you know, good examples mm-hmm. of both. I always love the precursor. It's helpful for me to be able to see it ahead of time. But yeah, yeah I think so. I, I think there's there's a balance to it, right? Because like those, like when you start to get into the whys, it's I think it's cool to see what they have up front. But again, a lot of people are going to hire us to like help them develop why. Yeah. You know, if there's, we're, True. it's always like, I, I'm using breweries because I do a lot of them, but like, oh, we're a local brewery that like puts ingredients first and foremost and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, but everyone's doing that. <laughs> yeah, like this is the exactly. point of differentiation. Have you Literally been to Whole Foods lately? <laughs> and right. almost like, every yeah. brewery comes to the table with that. So like when do you I ever do say send that? those questions. Do you ever say yeah. that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Now in my career, for sure. Because like totally. it's true. And I can true. literally send them like, look at, I have all these questionnaires. Look at what these all people say. Like I have these snapshots now. We're like, you yeah. guys are all saying the same thing because you think this is like what the customer wants. And it's like, it's a baseline at this point. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone's doing that. And so that's sometimes it be helps. helpful for them to hear from you at the very beginning, which is why in person, you know, I think I like having yeah. that kickoff because then it's like, okay, you're writing this stuff, but like, really, did you get into this to like use local ingredients? Like, no, you got into yeah. this for some reason. Like, what was this spark you, of inspiration? You, you read that father homebrewed yeah. or like some shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's the spark. Like there is, yeah, every there's breweries aren't necessarily making like, beer that no one's ever had everyone's harboring in the same shit right now there's few people that kind of like push forward but the best brands they go beyond that there's something else happening there yeah Um, and i think you can kind of get that out over like one-on-one or these conversations or something like that body language interesting what you can tell yeah oh all of because it it could be misread if your answer is in an email rather than the live correspondence so like 
Totally agree. And I think you bring up a great point there that gives you the ability to show your expertise expertise there. So yeah. I always go back to that conversation we had years ago, Mikel, we were talking about like a doctor's going to tell you that something and you're not going to question their you, you could, but obviously you're going to trust them because that's why you went to them. And how do we become mm -hmm. more like that in the authority? And I think you you just nailed a good point there, uh, Jordan, because be, you, you're throwing that out there and you can be that bold with them saying like, that's not enough of a distinction right now in the marketplace and that that's like whoa he knows the marketplace yeah giving me a little insight there as to maybe we should switch our our path on that yeah Love again that. setting that expectation up early but even before yeah. that like do you guys usually someone again since you know just if i'm a young designer and someone's like okay how much for a branding project right i i typically come back with like budget and time frame right and then like maybe a little bit on like who they are and like kind of yeah. why they're thinking this now. If you're a new brand, there's something there. If you're a rebrand, they're like, maybe just to dive in a little bit and yeah. then set up a call. And that's, that's a good like, qualifier. Yeah. Sure, you know, because yeah, immediately, like if they're going to come back with something crazy, like I need this in two weeks and the budgets, you know, it's a full on brand project, which is already impossible. And then like budgets, like, I don't know, less than a thousand dollars or something, you know, like really, yeah, you of know, course. I yeah. think, uh, then it's like, well, kind of, here's my starting rates and here's what we get for that. And then we can dive yeah. more, but I'm not going to. Oh, like do you, do you even tell, share starting rates for something like that right there live in the meeting? Sometimes I will, because the people, the, usually the clients that don't have a good brand, if they come in with like, oh, I need, here's $500 for a brand. It's like, well, we're so far yeah. away from the starting yeah. where it's like, I have yeah. to start throwing numbers. Cause like, I'm not going to keep asking them to end sure. up when they're like, it's going to take longer. So I might just say like, Hey, you know, usually here's the process. Here's like the last few I've done. This is usually the ballpark they sit in. Of course, it's Perfect. always tailored to your needs. Here's ways that can increase and decrease. Like I kind of have a template for that, that I copy paste, change some yeah. stuff. Cause that's mm -hmm. always, unless they're like a company or brand who's done it before. Like there's usually the budgets, usually like maybe not what they expected, but neither is the process. Neither is the yeah. deliverables. Well, that's what you, that's what, that's the proof of concept. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, you can't just say like, it's this amount without giving them the details of, no, of how deep right. you're going to go with this and, right. and yeah. giving them, I like to give them a little bit of, sometimes I've thrown the questionnaire to them before we've even like inked the deal, you know, and, and we're, and I'm making the creative brief with them, but I guess my process goes, like you mm. said, the onboarding kind of first discussion live. Mm -hmm. If it sounds good and they're, we're in the ballpark, I'll even throw them the questionnaire so they know what nice. how serious i'm kind of doing yeah. right with that yeah then, then you then it comes the proposal one that's that green lights everything mm -hmm. and so then what i love about this is like so i think we, we're all in agreement here that like you want them to at least attempt to fill out your questionnaire then you can have a deeper and live conversation to go over it and maybe congratulate them on good stuff and then correct them on the things that you think have have to change right does that sound totally. good? Yeah, because like it can again be a tool in that way, right? Like sometimes, yeah. not all the time, but like sometimes if like you're working on a logo project and like things are just moving, moving slow, like sometimes you'll throw stuff on there to help like sink an idea and raise something else to help you like, you know, you're kind of playing chess in that way where like it's not the first idea. I'm going to show you what's not working. And sometimes yeah. I ask questions that I know they're going to give me the wrong answer to because it's going to be more impactful when I'm like, no, yeah. no, no. You're not going to be a brewery that <laughs> uses quality ingredients. That's not um, that's interesting. Um, I yeah, I've done that. It's like smoke and now, mirrors, man. <laughs> a little bit. Designer puppets, bit. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've um, exercised um, foregoing 
mm. this process all together. Just let, I need to at least get on the phone yeah, and feel it out that way. And then I will follow up with a summary to ensure that we're in line based on that initial conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's all that I really need. Yeah. It's not a documented survey uh-huh. or questionnaire. Do you usually then like send the follow up? Yeah. Cause like for the live stuff, I'm constantly taking notes or recording it. If it's a zoom, uh-huh. so I can go back and like, okay, here's these big things that we talked about. So we can kind of set it up that way. Right. Cause I do, you know, if, Sometimes I'll ask the questions like, what, you know, uh, what inspires you? What are the pain points? What are the objectives? But I do find like, it's also nice to talk about through that stuff live. It is. And then just like keeping the notes and then reiterating backwards. Like, hey, this is where we landed on that like pretty big kickoff conversation sometimes, you know? And then maybe you'll formalize it and we can kind of like write it all out there. Yeah. I always want something in writing after these kind of stuff. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yeah, because... Have have you learned that the hard way? I know I have. Yeah, where, all oh, the yeah. time. So many hard ways. Not once, <laughs> but like many times. Yes. Go to any job that you did prior to having your system in place, yeah. and it was a complete clusterfuck, right? Every, yeah. Like, and then and and I love that this is uh to me it's it's better for me. It's better for them. It's better for the brand. It's better for the consumer. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. that you're doing this so much more systematically and strategic, and that this is where. So many things come into play. I love the strategy of it. I love, I love that brainstorming session with them after they've created the, after they've answered my questions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, 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 we'll, and I think we'll, we'll spend like the second half of this talking about our specific questions. Cause I think that's always fun to hear how everybody's are different. But yeah. one thing, one thing I love is it, it, it showcases your time when you wor- work with them and you have a, you have somewhat of a leverage because they've already filled it out and you've got a little bit of input from them. And that's where you can put in a little bit of your expertise. You can obviously say when they did, when they pick something really cool or unique and it makes them feel good. But the number one thing I think it does for me is I find more and more of my newer clients are younger, smaller companies that have just started and they are partnerships. They are three or four oh, stakeholders. Yes. And that questionnaire, we, we can do it two ways. I can give it to them and say, do it independently. I'll share the results with you and you'll see how, how either united or how completely disconnected you guys are as partners. Mm. Or I'll tell them, do it as a team and come up with agreed upon answers. Mm. And it's such a good, uh, it, man, it fast forwards things so much and it gets them in agreement. To, yeah. You know what I mean? Do you guys find that same benefit a lot? Yeah, right? I'll use that tactic. If, if rebrands, I think it's it's better. It's mm. maybe more streamlined. Of like, okay, rebrands. You guys should have already like figured out like what's the vision, what's the objectives, where are we headed, what's the inspiration, why do you exist? And yeah. so, like, I always like if there's a few cooks in that kitchen, there's some partners and bringing in. Like, all right, I'm gonna individually ask you guys like, what is this and why? Why do you exist? And it's always different answers. And so, like, okay, now this is the important point where like we got to work from the ground up. Like, your guys' messaging is not aligned, and so like this sort of like design and you know i know we want to get the logo here but this is helping sell like now we need to start the brand positioning who you guys are we need to define that now because obviously it's not working that could be reason why 
you're coming mm. and needing a rebrand. It's not necessarily yeah. a logo thing. It's like you guys just internally haven't aligned on something, you know? Mm. Um, Something's changed within your trajectory or whatever that is. Yeah. The reason for a rebrand is always that is the toughest one a rebrander can answer. It always um, baffles mm-hmm. people. Yeah. 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 Um, I've, I've had to figure out different ways to ask that same question because. How would you get more specific if they just said, you know, let's say you asked that and they're like, oh, it's just time for a change. <laughs> yeah. But there should be a reason, right? Like, no, things just there don't should. get outdated. Like, what is specifically? Yeah. Why are you coming here and wanting to invest in this? You know, and I can give yeah. you a million reasons why you should. But mm-hmm. unless like we're finding out those pain points, which the questionnaire can be really helpful with at this stage, like that stuff is crucial. Sure. It's yeah. so good to have the knowledge of, uh, okay, so like, let's say the first time you do this, mm. it might not go so smooth because you're you're trying something new. You haven't had experience in doing it with your clients just yet, particularly new ones. I remember being afraid I'd lose them if yeah. I walked in. I'm like, this is too much. Like, for sure. How dare I give them 15 questions? Right? You know, you're <laughs> totally. like, you're just so scared. <laughs> but you get better and better every time you do this. Yeah. And you have... um not that they're pre-recorded or pre-made uh, answers, but because you've gone through it a few times, you know how to answer their hiccups or their hurdles so on the on the spot that anything else I could do to to prove my credibility, mm-hmm. I'll I'll take every opportunity I can do it, particularly in the the onboarding. You know, at this point, it's the most fundamental place to like really kind of again set those expectations and put yes. yourself like, look, I'm here to help. Like, I want them to come to me as the guiding compass on this. And then collectively, like, we can push this shit forward. But ultimately, like, someone has to know the the sort of navigational roadmap of where we're headed. And that's our position. You know what I mean? Because, like, God, even in branding stuff, like, and this is where we we can get into, like, the singular questions of, like, you know, what logos are you sophisticated? Are you this? And, like, there's some of that stuff. But, like, ultimately, at this point in my stage, like, I try to answer those questions for them by asking other questions right good like okay. i don't necessarily like in their head they think they're like oh we're playful but we want to be modern but also we want to be hand sketched but we don't so it's like there's never a set line yeah. so like, <laughs> it feels like if you ask other questions you can start to propose like visually you're translating language instead of again the circle have you ever adjectives. had to cut off the meeting and say listen um i can tell there is a lack of alignment between you two as partners mm-hmm. why don't you guys do your thing and we will regroup i'm ready when you are oh yeah if the budget uh, yeah. is not going to be like reflective of digging into that stuff right if they or i'm like- just witnessing a couple fight oh. it's <laughs> yeah. not going anywhere they're not aligned mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, I have to interject it, like a fucking counselor and like say, until, yeah, until you do that, it ain't going yeah, anywhere. I've definitely been in there. Well, I've had like projects fall through for that reason of like, yeah. oh, you know what? We're actually not aligned in this partnership actually. So like maybe one person stays <laughs> on. You, I have had yeah. two that went that route, which was like wild. Really? But like ultimately that's, that's but, the that's reality though. I mean, crazy. it's good to figure it out, I guess, before they get too far down. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> And I think that's where they're, you know, you, you then you wonder how are these people have, how have they worked together for so long? I know. And I can't be the fixer of this thing. No. And that might be a good little like, you know, warning sign in a lot of ways. But yes. what, what I do love is uh, I, I have a client now that are two, they're two shareholders or two stakeholders, I guess, in it. Uh-huh. And we we have found live, even now we are meeting uh, live like once a week as we're kicking off this project. And I'm seeing such a, a much better improvement 
on not only the direction and our strategy and making decisions, but this brief is helping us out even months later because mm. we did it because we did it right. I wonder if you've talked about this before. This sounds familiar. It, oh, I think I just get all the same kind of clients. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're all, they all start with the same letter and, oh, it's just like, it's crazy. Like, oh, it, funny. There's, there's so many similarities yeah. in who's coming into the Oh, that can be a good pipeline. thing though, yeah. by the way. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm not I, never complaining. I think that's the thing. I, I want to get better each time. So the next one is easier and smoother too. But like, yeah, like I think when we were at the very beginning, we were talking about like, guys, I, one thing you haven't defined just yet. And I thought we were there, but what, who is the target? What is the consumer you want this product to be solved? You know, answering the problem to, mm-hmm. we know that we, we've talked about the why we've talked about maybe why you're doing this, but Digging deep into the target audience is really um, that that's that's sometimes is a little bit of a pause. I sometimes I don't think they they've even thought of that. Yeah, you know? it's hard though nowadays, right? Like even oh my god, you're right because the idea of like consumer behaviors and how it operates now is like well, it's actually really data driven, but it's hard to achieve the data mm. and like also mm. consumers don't fall into like the same like this is Jennifer and she dresses this way uh, yeah. and this is what she eats like. The persona kind of, thing. No. Yeah, there's it's, too much it's gray. It's not that way now, anymore. So, yeah, the, yeah the persona you're right. Is, it's really driven by behavior, and that's like... Good. Yeah, it, it's great, but it's also expensive to try to, like, find that stuff. Because it's out there, and so, like, I don't always have those answers. And that's why, like, I fundamentally think, like, look, if it's, it's good to tap into that where you can. But, like, if you're just... If you find a point of differentiation, like, people are... You'll, you'll always find the buckets. You'll always find yeah. your collective because there's just so much out there. Um, and oftentimes that, you know, fewer, deeper fans is better than like a wider net where everyone's kind of watered down. You know what I mean? Oh, like, now you're just vanilla. You, you yeah. are. You're not going to be right. memorable. There's no impact. There's nothing that like people are not going to argue for you or against you. So you're mm-hmm. not part of the conversation. And mm-hmm. that's at least for me in this point in my career, like not interested in like yeah. that stuff. If so, I can help it. <laughs> so to, to replace that question, maybe what's, what's a better way to to define who the product's for is like you said, I think you're right. You don't want to look at the person and their, and their characteristics. You want to look at their behavior and their Mm -hmm. interest and their, so let's say like you're doing this camping line or something like that or whatever, Mm -hmm. you can really dive deep into the, you know, I love archetypes. I think archetypes are much better than a, than a target. Cause it's personal to the brand, right? That brand is a, a living, breathing thing. The brand to me is the persona of like, we don't, it's less of like trying to define who's going to buy that more like, no, your brand needs to align with people that think like, yes. it. so like, let's look at inward. And I think that's right. Where like the archetypes really kind of drive that or any sort of oh, questions yeah. around like who you are or more importantly, like what problem in the industry camping, like what's not being either like uh, shown a light at, or like what's kind of a problematic situation that you're here to fix within this industry. Yeah. And those can also be like huge. Right. Cause then you're getting into like behavior, like, Oh, the kind of the people who go camping, they all might listen to different music and like different movies and eat different food. So like, what are they aligning on the camping? Not like who they are. Pe- like, yeah. Personally. There's, there's too much to consider here. <laughs> there's like, so right? much to consider. You kind of, it's, it's like, like it's, you see yeah, some so of these I, questionnaires, like, okay, I'm going to ask you 10 questions. And one of them is going to be like, you know, target persona. It's like most mm-hmm. God, dude, most young, fresh, first time clients have no idea. Right. Or even yeah. like, why do you exist? Again, they're never going to give like answers that are going to kind of just check off. Okay, we're done. You know, 
It's always yeah. gonna like there's too much to dive into. There's so much gray in those yeah. like definitive answers for that you can somehow like what's your mission? They don't know. No. Typically like no. you're there to help them define that. So like just reshaping those questions again, like trying to figure out who they are personally yeah. and why they exist. I think basing those around that is gonna be better. True. You know, can get you there faster. I, I love that in many times the archetype type has helped us define that person so much better than any, you know, age, interest, mm. whatever. Because when I when I started bringing that in and the branding, the archetypes of branding book has been like the it's the only book I re, it's that stays on my desk. Everything else is like behind in a case. Right. Mm -hmm. And one thing I'll never forget was when we were trying to think of something for a client and we found the loyalist and the advocate like as a brand archetype. And the client freaked at that. They're like, yeah, we want someone to be the ambassador for our brand, like at the advocate for it. They're, they're going to tell people about it and everything. And once, oh. once that was explained to them, they were like, they were like, screw our persona. They're like, we, that we'll take that person, you know, it, it, whatever else they are, as long as that is who they are with a brand mm. and they want to be that advocate and that kind of like, you know, that ringleader for your brand. And it's like, Look at social media, the, the way a consumer. Can I, I was just going to say, this that. sounds like some of those. Um, I'm sure you guys get those spam emails, too, or like how to better market yourself on your your exactly. social media channel. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know? But if it is a legitimate consultant mm -hmm. in that space, it sounds super smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah totally and it puts it in it puts it in a plain english that the the client gets it for me this is works so much better than the questions in a lot of ways so when i ask them what brand archetype do you think your brand is and i give them the top 12 and it's a there's a brief description of what that is so like you know like the entertainer and what is their main task yeah. then it says yeah. like the jester you know and i tell them brands like skittles or, you know, like that, or I say, are you the hero? And I bring things like Nike or are, you know, you give them an example and all of a sudden they go, it helps them. They won't just go, That's oh, cool, Nick. they, That's they won't cool. answer Apple because every, you don't give them any guidance and they will literally say the brand they want to be is Apple. Every uh, single client, right? It's like, you're a heavy metal band. What are you exactly, talking about? Thank you. How right? do you think this translates? Oh like, my no, gosh. you just want to be as big as them. It's very yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the next time a prospect says, we just want our site to look like apples. Oh, I'm forget. going it's like, to. Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's got to be so many other examples now. Yeah. Become the biggest company in the world and then we can make this stuff happen. But otherwise, like, <laughs> let's just hold off on Apple. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. I think I'm going to put that in my <laughs> question. Like brands, you know, br brands you cannot mention in this creative brief. Ooh, <laughs> not a bad idea. Dude, no kidding. I want to do that. You know, and, and it's think always of, Apple. Yeah. yeah. Same with logos. Like, okay, you want to be Apple logo? Like, they've spent, God, billions and billions of dollars to get to that point. Like, let's look at their yeah. first logo. It's at a least fucking nobody's piece of talking about art. the Nike swoosh anymore the way that they do. Yeah. <laughs> that still comes up. It still comes up. I think it's, it's a great yeah. case study and it's a great yeah. testament over time how yeah. a simple mark has, has stood yeah. the test of time and never needed any yeah. kind of refinement. Mm -hmm. And, so you could you could tell them that too, and I I think I'm finding those little things to say at this point where we're in the target. Now we're talking more like let's transform that more into persona of archetype and behavior and interest and things like that. And then it helps also when you get into that objective thing because I think we've talked about why, but then it's like one of my favorite questions is like what role will your product play in a person's life? 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. Right? Like, so like, then you can think about like, that makes them start thinking about what they tend to gravitate to in their own world. Like, are they a loyalist with Starbucks or do they go to Coffee Bean, right? Yeah. Are they a loyalist with, with uh, New Balance shoes or Under Armour, right? Like, it starts to make them think and it's like, that's so like, cool, Nick. There's, there's other ways you can get into that, that question about why do you exist, you know? Yeah. Rather, rather than what's like your mission it. statement. I think I'm ultimately that, that. that perfectly summed up, right? Because like, I want to ask, why do you exist? And I want them to know and have an understanding. And that never happens because it just yeah. they just don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, so yeah. usually the questions are just tailoring, you know, other hooks to get to the meat of it of like, why do you exist? And you have to exist for a reason. Otherwise, it just won't be that successful of a brand unless you just yeah. fund the fuck out of it, right? Like, there's plenty <laughs> of bands that work, but they usually get like lightning in a bottle, viral something that don't last, or they just have so much money they're constantly funding yeah. it. So, like, if you, those aren't options, so like, why do you exist? And it has to be something fundamental. It has to be something yeah. you can build from, because the other questions don't matter. They're all going to point right back to that. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you guys got an unrealistic answer, would you would you tell some truth? Would you challenge them on the fact that like let's be truthful, let's be honest with the consumer? Like like I know what you're saying too. I have a tons of beverage companies that are want to make these claims and everything, and it's like yeah, I, you know how how do you how would you challenge a client that is maybe coming in with a little too blue sky of a of a you know claim when you've in in some of their answers that's well like mentioning before like sometimes that's a strategy of mine to put myself one in that expertise position of like okay again Mm -hmm. you want to use quality ingredients be known for local blah 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 you call your mom every week you help old ladies cross the street like cool we that's all fine but here's how unexciting that is and then sometimes i do i have a couple screen grabs of like the same answer from other breweries that i asked the question to and they literally can go one for one oh wow you know what i mean just because Look, it's important. I think they. I think it's setting up the expectation of like this is a safe place. You can say like you want to be profitable. This is the place where we can make that happen. You don't have yeah. to like. I mean, I'm not wow, going to put that on marketing. Changer. I'm not going to shape stuff around yeah. it. But like no. early on, I want them to be like, look, don't tell me what you think I should hear. That's not where we're not there yet. Like we'll find the story. We'll find the reason. But like you have to be super honest because I want to know like. I got into this because, again, yeah, my grandfather was a home brewer and I was super inspired and he made this style of beer and like, and we, you know, brewed it for our wedding and like kids got married and they had, you know what I mean? Like we can center stuff around these like ideas and stories. That's like why they become a brewer. It's not, yeah. like, it's not again to like be the neighborhood brewery, the local brewery. Cause that's just, it's just, it doesn't work. <laughs> I like that. Can I tell you why that is so uninteresting? <laughs> yeah, but like, like, but that creates a safe place of like, look, you can exactly. be honest in this situation. And if you don't know, that's okay yeah. too. Cause like I, you know, I've done it enough where like we can find the story. And oftentimes questions will sort of revolve around that. Like, tell me about the first time you brewed a beer. Like, you know, what was the best beer you've ever had? What was the best experience at a brewery that you went to? Where was it? Oh, yeah. What did they serve? Great. What was the atmosphere like? Like, you can start to find these little things that like, 
oh, they keep kind of hovering on the same idea. There's something there. Yeah. Do, do, I guess to that point, do you find like the live conversation allows custom questions to come in that aren't on your more general question? Yeah, yet, right? especially if it's going to be like, if I'm going to come back a little hard on something, I have to do it live because there's so much out of context in emails where I might sound like a dick and we're done. And now I put up a wall, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But like yeah. making it fun can be that. I mean, that softens everything. Cause I don't want him to think like, Oh, that's a very stupid idea. Look how like basic you are. I die. Mm-hmm. It cannot happen at this stage. <laughs> it's just gotta be something lighthearted. Like, look, I'm going to help you shape this into something that is more you that yes, this is baseline. You should use quality ingredients. I love the idea of hyper local, you know, direction. That's mm-hmm. dope. If you're really going to lean into that, then we have to go beyond that. Like that means you have to like, you know, we can start to talk about like how we shape the company around local direction, right? If that's exactly. really going to be the root of this. Okay, cool. It's yeah. it's going to be a different looking thing. I think most would be open. I think if you present it the right way, and again, you've established yourself credible with them. I, I love that idea that they will, they'll hear that and go like, oh, that's a game changer. And, and, and a lot of times then it won't, resurface again later in the months because you've really proven your point at the at the time where it was very important mm-hmm. and before as because you let's face it you're writing this creative brief to be the thing that everything gets based off of the minute you hit the canvas <laughs> the minute you hit the boards and work yeah you know? oftentimes again the same with the every stage of this to me is a checkpoint of something we can revert back to if we get off the rails Something that like, look, we agreed we were aligned here. We moved forward because of that checkpoint. Then we go Mm -hmm. to the contract that works. That's a checkpoint. You know what I mean? Like every stage can be like, we made it all the way to here. If stuff goes off the rails, because every project usually does, there's always something, right? Yeah. You can kind of go back and trace your steps backwards. Like you like, here's, you know, why we're kind of here. Here's the, the, the sort of paper trail. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I always do that. What about the, what about the, um, Um, this is sometimes even more of a challenge if it's not, um, about the potentiality of supporting a startup from which branding is needed, but Mm. they have been an established organization for X number of years. They have a huge marketing feat coming around the corner. You need to obtain as much information as you possibly can. It needs to be incredibly, um, conceptual Mm. but you have to abide to brand guidelines all the same um that's a completely different call it's a completely different initial meeting totally um and i love i love having i love the advantage of having both Mm. because it it's complete it's a completely different ball game (laughs) yeah um, they may, they may have got, you may be meeting with a project manager that is with marketing or their own design division and they know the drill and they're just going through it really quick mm-hmm. and you have no control over the meeting and you're, you're trying to interject and interrupt <laughs> as quietly as you can and say, okay, I actually, let, let's slow down. And I need to go back to what you had mentioned, um, a good, you know, two, five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those meetings are, can be so challenging. Oh yeah. Cause they're on, a, they're on the clock. They need to go to lunch. They need to go do it to another meeting. Um, they have 20 minutes to shove everything. And how I just need the estimate. I need to present it to my boss tomorrow. Can you get it to me <laughs> by morning? Yeah. 
So what do you do? Um, I now, I now am at the point where I'm not bending over anymore. Yeah. And I will say, um, I need a good week to prepare the scope and round up my team members and see what their bandwidth is like. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions, if you, if you think of anything that we may have missed, follow up with me, feel, I know for sure I'll be following up with you tomorrow with at least three questions. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cause sometimes you need a good night's sleep to think about some other areas or just to step away. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but do you remember those days when you were starting your own company and in a hurry to get shit done overnight oh, for, uh, yeah. for a, a lead? Yeah. And now <laughs> thinking about that just feels so disrespectful that, that, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. Cause like my spectrum of clients is everything literally from just like a person who, I don't know, is starting something in the garage to like a larger corporate world. So like, it's funny to see the spectrum and usually it's like it the corporate so stuff are way less cognizant of time. Like they're, they're the kind of people that, Hey, I need this. It's a hot button issue. I need it by tomorrow. And it's like 12 hours mm-hmm. of work and it's already four o'clock. Like, yeah. fuck. But like, you know, the budgets yeah. are bigger. So like, I'm less likely to complain, even though it happens more versus, you know, it, it's worse when like it is the, if it's the one person building a company out of the garage I don't mind coming back a little bit of like, Hey, you know, <laughs> here's our territory. It's like, I, I might not let that fly as much. And usually that's why budget talks, but I corporate, I think is just less like they don't give a shit. They just throw mm-hmm. money at the problem a lot. No. Uh, and which that's... is fine, but it's hard to live that world. hundred percent. Like wow. I have to go back and like, yeah. I like the small guys. Cause I like yeah. the big guys. Like I don't want to do either all the time. You know, you just made me realize. Cause I was about to, my answer, like when you were saying the dilemma there, Mikel about, fast pace, got another meeting to go to, whatever. My first response would have been like, well, let's have a part two when you have time to dedicate. Like I'd be that bold, right? But then you brought up a great point. Like I've had a few of those clients that, you know what? They're just like, let's just, you know, that, yeah, that sounds great. Just roll with it. And the budget's so good. And you're just like, I'm doing like Uh half the work for double the cost. Fuck the creative brief. <laughs> yeah, like you I'll know, be honest with you. Well, that's I hear you. We're freelancers. Like you. we got to make it work. And like shit, dude. Like it's about being profitable. It's about being able to fund my like yeah. livelihood. And so, yeah, if they're gonna treat me less, so but they're gonna pay me more. Like that's a personal decision for everyone. But like for me, like totally. fine. I'm not gonna totally. do it a lot. You know, I might not work with them after the next project. But like budgets talk, and I just get less mad. You know, it's like, hey, okay, well, this is going to, you know, I might have yeah. to charge Good point. a rush fee. And they don't even, you know, usually when the budget is that high, like, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the higher up you go, it seems like budget's less of just like a thing. Like, the smaller clients, it's always like, holy shit, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. we're talking this much. And this is like, you have to, you have to really like Every justify penny. what you do. The corporate's like, doesn't matter. Like, we're, just, we're fucking moving fast. There's so many moving parts that doesn't yeah. matter. And so it's just a different place. I, I don't want to live in either full time. And you know the answer to that right. the first second you're talking to these people. Mm-hmm. What, what world they're going to yeah. fall in? Are they mm-hmm. going to be that fast-paced corporate one? You are they going to be the slow, you every do. step, every penny, you know, yeah. small yeah. one? You're, so right. you're You're deciding at the beginning, too. And I think it's always about, like, what do you have on your on your in your pipeline right now can you use one of those smaller guys or one of those bigger ones would it work good in the current situation yeah. and 
I don't, I remember one time, I think it was like a bigger co corporation that just needed it so fast. I did the whole archetypes with, with them. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Magician. That's great. Yeah. What's up? What's next? <laughs> I'm just laughing. So oh, hard. really? You know, like, I'm like, all right, great. That's, that's kind of all I need to know. As long as everything follows that. Like that was my, that's my most condensed creative brief ever. It's like, whatever I do, it's just gotta be magic. Yeah, totally, man. I oh mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's just some of my favorite. <laughs> so we've, we've talked a little bit about like getting in there, the why we, how you can get the target audience to think a little bit more different based on behavior, the archetypes, the objective as well. When you guys hear tone and voice, what do you guys? I know that's so overly used and I remember discovering it a few years ago thinking that was so new, but now it's like in every creative brief question, mm. are there ways to spin, you know, what is your, pro your, your company's tone or what is your company's voice that you find are more, uh, the client kind of gravitate to or answer better? Any, mm. any tips on that? Yeah. I mean, ultimately like tone and voice, I mean, they're fucking pivotal, right? Cause like, that's like, okay, here's how we are brand, but like, Brands are only things that are perceived by other people, like your client or your customers. That's what shapes a brand. And so yeah. like tone of voice is how you actually interact with the people that are defining who you are, right? Like mm -hmm. you can try to say like, I am this, but if if you're perceived differently, if you come across differently because yeah. things aren't aligned, like you're not going to be that. Like the customers are no. always going to dictate who you are. That's just how yeah. it works. Yeah. And so like tone of voice is massive, right? But this is where like, God, if there's a if there's budget, like bringing in a copywriter or people who like really excel at this stuff, that's where they shine, and this oh, can totally. really start to dictate everything. But yeah. questions around that, like, I would give this its own fucking couple weeks, right? If we're doing a brand, like, I want to talk about this more than just like maybe two questions we can get through. Yeah, mm -hmm. because it's a pretty big thing. Um, yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because it's the voice. And I someone mm -hmm. said the other day, like, because we're seeing so many more logos and branding, animated, moving, they live so much more digitally than they do in print that these brands are living and breathing entities rather than static printed, you know, mm. kind of like lifeless. Yeah. And so when you think of the tone and you think of voice, I think the best way to kind of bring it up to the client is like, look at, I, I think it's, um, is it, what's the, it might be even Jack in the box or Chipotle, these brands that have, discovered and made a voice on their social media they are like it's whimsical or it's it's in your face or it's kind of like you know um it definitely they they've taken an attitude and mm -hmm. they're going with it mm -hmm. wendy's i think is is doing that too right they would wendy's was even like on social media bad mouthing or, or bad talking mcdonald's and everyone else in a very fun and friendly way uh -huh. but that's a great way to be like that if the brand can talk what would it be saying? Mm. How would it be saying it? Does it does it come off nurturing and and comforting? Does it come off a little irreverent or like in your face, right? And like so, this sometimes... is so cool. Do you do you use this tactic, um, Nick, with your? Yeah, I. I've, this I've, is so cool. I love that, I, and I can't take credit for it because I got it from 
I'm sure Jordan has used this a thousand times too, but <laughs> the craft beer branding guide that mm. the guys oh. at, that Kodo put together. But it, that's okay. It's, it's, it's lovely. And they put it out there. It's, and I, it, how, how many resources you guys do we repurpose? Come on. Oh, exactly. Oh yeah. Exactly. When well, then you start to see it in play, right? Cause like, man, a lot of this stuff, like I had those single questions when I used to send over like the copy paste questionnaire. Yeah. Yeah. I had no really idea, like, okay, we have the answers, but, like, I don't really know how to implement them. But, like, this is where, yeah. again, seeing, like, yeah. the voice and tone come to work of, like, yeah, how do you want to be perceived? Like, when you mm-hmm. engage yeah. someone, someone's like, are you hiring? How do you answer that question, right? And also, yeah. what if it's not you? What if you have your staff and, like, are they all coming from the same voice? Can anyone sort of answer a customer and still, like, sound like what the brand should sound like, still have yeah. the same personality? Because, yeah. like, that, yeah, God, just one little difference a good example is like thor 2 versus ragnarok right same franchise same company oh same they changed everything what's right? the difference tone right one's yeah. a, re- a reverent and self-aware the other one's like sincere earnest and like heroic so like but look at the difference of those movies and so like this is where just something as like Ooh, what they, a great analogy yeah and i still haven't doing even the see, same... i haven't even seen them and i know that's the case right <laughs> but like that's it like that's the thing it's like this mm. should always come to me, this is as much of the discussion as the logo because oh. this is going to help like dictate where that. Oh, but it's going to. Yeah. And the logo can just like, again, start the conversation in the right way if you mm. define these things. And mm-hmm. like some of the stuff they say is like defining your core values. Right. Then they say, mm-hmm. where will you be speaking? Like, is this only online? Is this is this going to be on commercials where someone is talking and there is a voice to it? Mm. Who, who are you talking to? Defining the tone of the voice. And like they, they give a lot of great examples. Is it hopeful? Is it sentimental? Is it proud? Right? Is so like again mm. that helps a lot. And a yeah. client can go like, oh, that's so great. Yeah, yeah, we are a caregiver archetype. We are a sentimental voice, mm-hmm. right? So like all of a sudden now they'll never come out and be like this, like in your face, you know, even headlines or the copywriting gets written based on these pillars. Yeah. And now everything's in line. If, and again, if you don't have these things established, then you're all over the place with a launch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, it's a weird one, but I'm glad you brought up a copywriter because I brought in a copywriter in this Dude. current job I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm telling you, my clients, they've formed a, a great friendship with this copywriter. And, and it's, it's blossomed the project to a point where like, Let's face it, you, you've got to bring in the folks that are the experts in the things you have no business doing. And I have no business yeah. writing. And just help shape that. Because again, like, it's such a pivotal thing. Nothing and, wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. I, it took it took me a long while to finally get comfortable with that. And mm-hmm. it's just worth it altogether. Fundamentally, like, if I'm going to, if there's budget for it and I don't want to do it all, like, that's probably the first thing I'll look for. Unless they want, like, motion or something. But, like, copywriters, like, yeah. get them in early and, like, helpful like bring in again it's gonna shape everything and it's usually a stage where like they don't put a lot of weight in until you go through it they're like holy shit like this yeah yeah usually it's where like sparks happen is with like yeah sort of the personality of shaping who you guys are um, yeah yeah as a brand yeah yeah so last question for you guys mm. and it goes with this because I thought of this a long time ago and and I had to search for the answer for this but I thought my questionnaire ended just abruptly and it didn't have like a conclusion it didn't have like it's the same way you put it when you put a case study together on your portfolio you just don't don't end on some application shot you you have a little bit of a conclusion right yes Mm -hmm. what's the last question you want to ask 
on your on your questionnaire or even in your live conversation Jesus to Christ. to not only to conclude it but <laughs> maybe funnel it a little bit you know like yeah because you're all now you've you're gonna leave and go holy crap i've got eight thousand things to consider for this one logo yeah but what's the tip don't make me start i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't want to do that last final do you have any questions for me kind of oh shit? no no in fact like even if it's the the written questionnaire and it's the last thing they see on it but that they're answering you know t- how do you take the time or the, the this, okay. that opportunity to help kind of funnel the messaging down into something a little concise so there's something more to be like tangible and and tactile to be like okay now i know how to build this brand you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I did some research on that and, and I think I have an answer, but I'm curious to know like what you guys or what is your current last one and is it the right one? What It's hard because again, it depends on like what, I guess if we boil this all down from my perspective, like yeah. there is no single questionnaire. You cannot go on Google and sure. find a yeah. 10 questionnaire no. to send like what stage of the process you're on because I do send questions throughout, I mean, the whole fucking thing is questions, right? Like the entirety of branding a project is like, God, there's so many questions. And so like <laughs> that kickoff one for onboarding versus, you know, getting into the scope and the contract versus getting into starting to get into like who they are and why, like it's tough to say, I don't know if there is one that puts the sort of bow yeah. on it. Right. Yeah. But I'd love to hear what you think. And maybe they'll <laughs> kick off like trying to understand where this is. Cause like, yeah, I'm very curious. Any, any ideas what you would do, Mikkel? Like So when um, there was finally calm to the pandemic, mm-hmm. I, would, I would just kind of do some things off topic a little bit. That's um, a good one. Because it's everyone is fully relatable, globally relatable, and everyone's dealing with it differently. Mm. And then if you close out on a note that's not so professionally based and project specific it brings a little bit of nice candor I to got the you. end yeah so i oftentimes won't strategize something that's related to the the um task project. or the project yeah. at hand but that is with me having a good read at the very beginning about a, a, some sort of social point to bring to the conversation altogether. If the guy or the gal is just business, there's no chance I'm going to bring up something like this. Oh, gotcha. You you read the room. Of course. You read the room. Oh, you have to read the room for sure. Um, But I've had some end on like um, the most embarrassing moment. um, (laughs) That's great. Even or, or something that like, so I just brought up the pandemic that some some area that we've learned the most from that we'd have no intent of going back to the normal with. That's a that, great way. That has you're, become you're a good so value. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I spin it a little bit differently, but that's not all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's but that's a good point of like, it, it's God, human. Just, just recently human. I'm working on this project with a video game company and like we just during, we're in the phase of just asking a lot of questions and stuff. And like, we got into like Zelda games you know, and he was like dead set oh. on one and I was dead set on the other. So yeah. like just putting in like, oh, we had this That's fun cute. little banter. Like That's my last cute. question will be like, why is, you know, Ocarina of Time the best <laughs> Zelda game of yeah, all time? Sure. And he fucking didn't think it was. So like, you I wanted it back to, in. Yeah. Like those are very fun to like. End Great with custom like, question. Yeah. The pressure's yeah. off. Like you ask all these heavy questions and like, let's just like 
you know, kind of get into the That's next cool. Thing. Yeah. I love That's that. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to use both of those. Cause I think there's something personal human like ends on a, a good high note in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, it's not all business. And you know, to me, I love that. My, my last question is if your brand could say one thing and one thing only, what would it be? Mm, that's very good. Cause I feel like you've given them this whole exercise. They've thought of things they never thought of. Now it helps prioritize a little bit because I'll, I'll never forget. I think it was one of the great first videos I saw about like logo design. And it was like a logo should not say three or four things. You know, it, it gets diluted. Yeah. It gets, it gets mixed messaging. It gets confusing, mm. confusing. So like, if you can really hang your hat on one thing as a brand, what would it be? And it gets them to be like, they've, they've got all the thoughts. I love that. Sometimes I was like, don't have to answer it right now, but maybe we answer this one live Mm -hmm. when we, when we go over all this. Yeah. And and how does that typically go for you? Are they, Oh, they, they go, they're into it. They're like, no, but How that's the I... headspace you want them in, right? Like, cause then yes. you go yeah. right into like it positioning is. and like and get into the heart of your stuff. Super wise. Yeah. That's super wise. Oh, they hate it. They're like, how, how could you do this to me? Like they yeah. do. It's almost like you've just put us through the most intense exercise. And now you want us to narrow it down to one. I'm like, yeah, that's what because, it is though. <laughs> that, yeah. That's what that's it is. That's exactly. That dude, that's excellent. awesome. Yeah. I found that somewhere and I just thought, wow, like, I, I thought that was the boldest thing to ask. And I'm like, I can't. But then you're like, it, it's the most helpful thing to ask because it's it's making us That's all super cool. agree mm-hmm. what is the most important. And there should be one one guiding, what do they call it? Like the North Star. Like think I, that was the other uh-huh. one. I, yeah. What is your, you know, now that we've gone through this whole process, what is your brand's one and only North Star? Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, it sets and they, you apart, yeah. And even even if it's just, Sometimes they'll be like, oh my gosh, it's like, now that we went through that, it's like, it is truth. Like we're a truthful brand, we're this or whatever. And now you're like, okay, doesn't that make sense? Like everything we talk about, everything we write, everything we create visually, if if we instill it with truth or whatever that word is, then uh, I think we're doing our job. And that's, they, that's super cool. And they yeah. love it. Yeah, man. That's super cool, Nick. That's, that's, I want to use that. Exactly. Like, again, everything, we're in a world of big picture at this point, right? These questions are like, you, yeah. you've got to get beyond what you do and you got to go into who you are. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think we brought good balance because I love both of your answers on the fact okay, that- Okay, good. I was it, nervous it, about it, answering that truth. No, like it's Nick huge. asking these like- profoundly big questions and i'm like <laughs> zelda games <laughs> no i love that no i'm, I'm totally done <laughs> yeah there's diversity in all of our answers and yeah, i like that it's, it's great. like how else are we going to learn if we don't share these things and mm-hmm. you know and our and same with our our listeners it's like what has been a great example of a question that has changed the game for you and like do you have one right now and how do you do it like mm-hmm. you know i think that's this is the whole thing. Like I know a lot of people who make uh, interactive PDFs that mm. can be answered like forms or a Google form is the best way to do it. Yeah. So all you got to do is send them a link and all that. And then you can make, you can make multiples. You can just duplicate it and change it is a great, a great mm. task to do. Cause it sounds like mm. you've got a few different ones, Jordan, because you know, you're reading them from the very beginning. And like, maybe I give them this one because mm-hmm. it's a little more in their in their wheelhouse, right? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Get, or you shape, like, again, get them into the right headspace, like your last question you just mentioned, or like yeah. set them up maybe to get their mind changed. And questions have, there's like a lot of power in, yeah. in questions. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. these, And this is where, 
if there's any takeaway from like the young designer, like don't be like me and just copy paste Google <laughs> top 10 questionnaires. Like it, do it, I guess, unless there. you learn the hard way, we all learn, but like, man, try to like really tailor this to your advantage. And there's so yeah. many ways to do that. Yeah. There is no, just like in anything, like there is no sort of one way down this road, which is why sharing yeah. these, you know, is always super yeah. fun because you always learn something new. And the, the best homework you could do too is once you've mastered this and everything, then do it for yourself. Do yeah. it for your own brand. Yeah. And who you are as a company and as a creative, you know, individual. Cause like I feel like I have those words, but I'm not I'm not putting it into my brand in mm-hmm. any way. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so again, you could test the waters there. You could test it with smaller clients as well. Uh, family and people that are come to you for a mm-hmm. lot of these things. This is a great way to kind of show someone like, Hey, I, I don't do free logos for families. It's actually going to cost you a little bit because look at all yeah. the work I'm going to put in. Yeah. This. And yeah. it doesn't have to be such, I guess, I mean, like I'm coming at it from a perspective where it is a big momentous thing that sometimes we spend months doing. Yeah. But when I first started, like it can be incremental, like, right. Yeah. The budgets are smaller. The clients are a little bit smaller. They don't really need to spend months figuring out who they are. Like, you can take it in stages and grow as you start. You get the kind of clients that grow with you, right? The yeah. ones that want to start investing in. Because some clients just want to have the budget or don't want to, which is fine. I mean, I cut my teeth on all that shit, right? Where I was just mm-hmm. kind of like quickly, like, hey, what's your tone sound like? Or like, you know, yeah. I think that's okay to like inch your way through this process until if it's something you want to like dial in more. Yeah. Yeah. I think we covered it, man. Yeah. I feel like I know so much more I could do. It's a never-ending document. Me too. I right? jot some things down in my head. It could totally. You should be changing this all the time. Oh, it, well, it, true. Right. It's yes. like it's a never-ending document, and uh-huh. the more you hear from others, the more you share. Like so, on our. If you're listening to this via Spotify, we'll put a little question on there that you guys can answer and basically tell us the things that you feel are the best questions on your brief. You know, or if you've thought of something new or a question as well, let us know. It's a really cool feature on the Spotify platform mm. that we'll put on there. I want to know their favorite Zelda game also. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I'm serious. <laughs> Make it personal, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll come so back great. to the client if it's not the one that he likes. See? There you go. We have, I came with data. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, have a great weekend, you guys. And to those of you listening, hope you guys enjoyed this one. Yeah, fun episode. As well. And we'll see you guys real soon.